<laughs> well, that, you know, we made it like two episodes without being like making any kind of sexual reference. We did. We did so good. We did it was so difficult. good. It was. It was hard. The Mud Peddlers, a podcast where two nerdy ceramic artists share the behind the scenes of their worlds of clay. We're your hosts, Lindsay M. Dillon. And I am Dante of Earth Nation. So today, we're sort of doing another episode on pricing. Yeah. And we're basically doing this because, well, Dante, you were telling me yesterday. Yeah, you know when you like beat a game and then all of a sudden you're way more powered up and you decide to go back to that level to just destroy all of the enemies that gave you a hard time beforehand. Yeah, I can see you. You're like, yeah, I know. Skyrim, that little kid. Remember that little kid in the lower quadrants of Skyrim that was like, my dad's going to beat you up. And then you found the glitch to destroy children. Oh, my God. And you, <laughs> you mean the evil mod that lets you murder children yeah, in Skyrim? that was my whole game experience. Oh, my God. I beat that kid. Oh, my God. That's horrible. Anyway, that's what we're doing today. <laughs> We're essentially taking the earlier episode that we did on pricing, which was like, what, episode six or seven or something like that. You said and it was like a year ago when we were talking it, earlier? Yeah, it was legit like a year ago we did this year. episode. Yeah, we didn't really do anything official to like celebrate our one year of the Mud Peddlers. I think because I was kind of like... I gained five pounds. Well, that's, that's, that's good, I guess. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so basically what we're going to be doing with this episode yeah. is we're... We're kind of treating it like if the first episode was like pricing 101, this is like pricing 102. Right, yeah. So we're not going to be covering the exact same topics because I think like as I was listening to the previous episode that we did on pricing earlier today to like prep for the episode, it was like that was kind of an episode that was more about like, hey, if you've never really sold your work before and you're just getting started, like how do you even begin to think about pricing? And for this... I was thinking to make it different for our listeners because there are, are, are a bunch of you who have asked like, hey, like, do you guys talk about pricing? And it's like, well, yeah, we have our earlier episode. Yeah, we've done that, but... But but this is like a little bit more in-depth. It's kind of like, okay, if you've maybe been selling for a little bit, but you're right. not sure like, when do you raise your prices? How do you navigate raising prices? Right. Like, you know, how have our thoughts about pricing changed in the last year and what have we done? So... We've been going through it too. Yeah, we, we've been we've been going through a little bit of that because my, my prices generally are a little bit lower than Lindsay's, mm-hmm. and like at the same time you have to understand how to value yourself and your work as an artist because realistically, as we've spoken about before, you're not really paying for the product; you're paying for the experience it took to make said product. Yeah, is what you're really paying for. So then you re- you literally and figuratively have to value yourself as an artist. Yes, figure out how much you're worth for what skills you have. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. and. Lindsay and I have been going through that for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, recently. we we've been talking about it a lot. And for me, like part of the reason I find it I like I'm glad that we're talking about this now is that yeah. I just raised my prices again. Oh what? Yeah, I did. So so I and the other thing that was different about it is that like I didn't tell anybody. Like the oh. last time I raised my prices, so so basically like how how I've noticed that my prices tend to change is like about every year, I think normally is yeah. when I like I'm either preparing for an update or something is going on where I'm like reassessing my my prices. That happens about once a year. Last year, I actually raised my prices twice. I raised okay. my prices a little bit in I think it was like June, like May or June of okay. last year. And I did this by basically going back and looking at all of my Etsy sales, right? And going back to like, okay, how much did I sell like a basic mug back in you know early 2020 versus like now. So I went through my old inventory or my old sales through Etsy 
And, um, and so I, I can kind of see that I did an, a price increase around like May or something of last year. And then again, around like October, I think as it was. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't touch my prices until this last update that I did. So it's been about a year since I've increased my prices. Really? But the biggest thing is that like, I actually, I, this last time I raised my prices was the most nervous and uncomfortable I've ever been with raising my prices. Why? Because they're starting to get to that point where it's like they, I am selling mugs as, ex, as expensive as a lot of other like fame, more famous potters whose work I really look up to. And now I'm kind of like, Oh shit. Like I'm kind of yeah. selling, selling my work at that same price, but there's a lot of reasons why I have, kind of done that you got the juice y yeah you, you got you want to pay you want to pay for the juice you got the juice <laughs> you want juice I gotta, I, I like she squeeze it i do you better pay for that juice <laughs> not, not like hold on i know i'm sorry <laughs> hold I'm on sorry. <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> you, i'm sorry also just to preface you jesus needing <laughs> i i do not i do no but okay and just to preface for for our, our dear viewers and listeners um dante and i just got back from stuffing ourselves with <laughs> dim sum i called Lindsay when we were supposed to meet for the podcast and i was like i got an idea what do you what do you got because my phone's down here now i was like what do you got to do today <laughs> <laughs> and she was like nothing until like four and i was like yo let's go to dim sum <laughs> and then let's go record the thing mm -hmm. and she was like oh yes <laughs> i will never say no to dim sum yes like, that's just like if you it's, it's if, if you ever ask me to dim sum like just i'm gonna say yes she said the lady came by she remembered us she did she remembered us that's she, not a good sign no that's a great sign that's a great sign <laughs> she was like oh two orders and i was like mm, of the custard buns it's the always custard the buns. custard buns are so good it's just lava sugar inside uh, of the turtle shell it's so good it's oh, so good it is i had Two orders of them? You probably had one order. No, I only had two actually this time. So I ate seven. <laughs> <laughs> so point being, if if we're going to try and keep our brains together for this episode, but if we tangent a bit, that's probably why, because we're both still digesting. I'm sugar toasted. So good. This is as close as so getting high that I've ever gotten in my whole <laughs> I don't. For those of you who I'm live in California, I don't smoke. Mm. I barely drink. I drink hella tea. And I watch anime and edit videos for you for my YouTube channel. And I make pottery for my website for you to buy. <laughs> After that, that's my life. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> right now, this is as high as I could ever be. <laughs> it's a good... Food Food high is a, is a, is a, good, is a good thing. But... Oh, it hurts so good. <sighs> anyway, okay. So, bringing it back in. Yeah, what was your I figured. <laughs> I figured what I could do is kind of talk about the mental process that I went through about raising my prices and kind of what I ran into and like why I increased my prices the way that I did and why yeah. I didn't like tell people. I got questions too. I got, okay. I got questions Okay, if you, you got questions, that will, that do you will help. Run, do you want to run yours first and then questions or do you want me to questions? Okay, I will, I will try and do a kind of a brief overview and then you can ask me questions okay. to like get more, get more like detail. But I only really have like one or two, so I'll, I'll hold them. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. So, so the biggest things that I did to increase my prices this last time is I increased the price of my teacups from... $39 to $45. Can I just say real quick? God damn! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, okay, so, so, okay, I'll explain that. I'll, okay, so, no, okay, I guess I'll just, wow, I'm like well, really. Well, you, you have a lot of work that go into yours, to be fair. Yes. You have a lot of like stamps and relief and red on oxide and yeah. wax resist. Like you have a lot, like, you're not just like making a teacup 
and putting it out into the world. You have things you do within a certain time frame to make it that yeah. expensive. And also, like, the, again, the thing is, too, is, like, like I know, like, cause we, again, because we've talked a lot about pricing, and it's, like, even though it's, like, quote-unquote, easy to, like, put out a teacup, like, it it has taken years for me to get to the point where I right. can make my work as good as it is, you right. know? So it's, like, yeah, a teacup might be a relatively simple shape, but, like, there's a lot of expertise, I mean, not a lot, I'm, like, I'm not, like, a master, but it's, like, there's still a decent amount of expertise that goes behind even a simple shape like a teacup. Right. So... The other thing, too, is that one of the main ways that I, and I talk about this in the previous episode about pricing, is one of the main ways that I kind of look at how I price my work is I I kind of compare my work to other artists. Right. And there's some artists that don't recommend doing that. Like, there's the, the woman who runs um, Good Elephant Pottery. Yeah. Her thing with pricing is, like, don't compare your work to other people. But for me, I found that helpful. And there's an artist that I follow um, called Hand and Fire. Oh, I love uh, Hand and Fire. Yeah, she's so great. Sage uh, Cortez. Yeah. Her work is absolutely beautiful. I have one of her mugs. Isn't that the Instagram and, tag too? Hand and Fire? Uh, I, I think Hand and Fire. Right. Not in Hand and Fire. Right. Hand, <laughs> hand and Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hand I and Fire. I just say it phonetically all the time. No, no, no. I, I say Hand it, and Fire. It, I do the same thing. It's just hard to like... I just want to make sure our listeners and viewers can like I gotcha. hear us properly. But yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so I remember, you know, a few years ago, probably two, three years ago, mm-hmm. looking at her work and seeing her most simple shapes, you know, simple, quote unquote. Like cylinders. Um, yeah. We're, yeah. we're still 42 bucks and that's mm. not even for, that's not for something with a handle. So her like teacups essentially were 42 bucks. And I, at the time I was like, Ooh, that's expensive. Yeah. But at the same time I was like, you know what? Like, that the way that she does her branding the way that she markets herself the number of followers she has like that that price point made I know it sounds kind of strange to say but that price point made me think higher of her work because even though her style is more loose and organic it's like there's there's a lot of skill that goes behind that so organic organic artists are not workers not artists who work with organics but rather artists that try and imitate nature and to Mm -hmm. make it look organic Way harder than you think it is. It is. It Way really harder. Than, is. It's like when people look at Picasso, some of Picasso's early work, and they're like, my four-year-old could do that. Not on purpose. Mm-hmm. You're not on purpose. Like, yeah. it's <clears throat> it's very, very difficult to get to a level of mastery where your artistic skill is trying to unlearn your mastery on purpose. Yes. Also, if you look at some of Picasso's non-famous work, it's just as good as, like, master work. Mm-hmm. It's just his stuff that he experimented with that he was really attached to. Looks like a four-year-old did it. A hundred percent. And it's it's just, yeah, it's it's more difficult than you think it is to make organic work. Trust and believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, okay, so that's how I increased, in, in Christ. that's how I increased the price of, oh God, Sorry. no. <laughs> that's how I increased the price of my teacups. And that was really hard because I had asked somebody else about like the price for a teacup. Yeah. Somebody, I, I won't say who it is, but somebody who, you know, whose opinion I really trust. And they were like, ooh, I don't know, paying over 40 bucks for a teacup sounds like a lot. And so the last time I increased my prices, I didn't increase the price of my teacup. So the the price that my, teac- my, my teacups had been at $39, and that includes shipping. All yeah. of the prices that I'm going to list include shipping. Yes. Um, I hadn't raised the prices for that in like over a year. That's important. Let's yeah. let's say that again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That includes shipping. Yes. That that number, that for- if you're listening to this right now and you're like, damn, that's a lot for a teacup. That includes shipping, and shipping is usually around 10-ish, 
15 ish. Yeah, more like more like 15. Well, 16 yeah. now. Like if you're using the USPS flat rate medium boxes, which is what I use for holding like a single mug. Yeah. That those prices increased. It's like 16.50 now. Oh, it went up like a dollar. Right? Yeah, 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 or it's like 75 cents. And then it increased on Etsy as well cuz Etsy you get a um a little bit of a discount for shipping through USPS. Right. But it's still at any the price did increase. So it's a it's about 15 bucks. Now, there's another part of that pricing that I want to go into a little bit later, but I'm going to finish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to finish this track without going into too many. Sorry. Because both of us have, like, want to go into we, detail about each thing, but I want to at least get I just, I just want them to notice because they're, they're yeah. in their mind right now. They're like, that's a lot. But realistically, if you took $15 off of the price that she just said, that's how much your money she's getting yeah. for that product. Yeah. And not only that, you're not even talking about shipping and handling. And and all of the, the like the cost of, of materials yep. and stuff like that. Although, again, unfortunately for ceramics, like the materials generally aren't that expensive. It's more about like yeah. the time and the expertise. And again, some of you may be thinking like, yeah, that's not a lot for a teacup. Because again, like it takes a lot of skill to get to the point. Right. Like not only to have the skill to make what we're making, but to be able to run a business. Like yeah. we're business owners. Like, so it's not just the fact that we make these things. We have to do everything else that allows us to continue to make these things. The video editor, that's us. That's us, yes. The person who shipped the sh that's us. Yeah. <laughs> the person who make them sh that's Dude, us. Dude, I'm going to have to like... Personal Instagram them sh Bro, I, 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 so you're making my editing so much harder. I have to bleep out all of those now. You like the websites? Thank you. That's us. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, most of y'all probably know that, so forgive us for preaching the choir, but... You like Pottery Danielle's TikToks? Okay, anyway, so... That's us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... So the teacups, I, I had not increased that price for over a year. I increased it from $39 to $45. Okay. Um, my, I had not, or my, my mugs, I actually did not increase the price this time. because What, what was it though? Uh, the last time I increased the price on my mugs was over a year ago, and I increased it from $49 to $55. Okay. So this time when I increased my prices, I didn't increase the price on my mugs, because for me, I felt like... 55 is, is a lot for you. Well, not like it was a lot. It just, it felt like it made sense because like the teacups, I kind of felt like I was underpricing my teacups, which is why I increased the price as much as I did. Okay. And then kind of the same thing for both my steins and my goblets. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So the steins, I, I have increased the steins twi three times over the last year and a half. They went from 49 to 59. That makes sense. And then most recently, 59 to 65. And, Not. and I can see you going like, Ugh. but the reason that I do that, cause I used to have my mugs and my steins priced the same way, Yeah, but like no. legit, they take up so much more space in the and, kiln and clay and clay. And they, and they honestly take more glaze. I mean, yeah. I mean like the material, more everything. the materials is for me, it wasn't so much about the materials. It was more about like, cause it's not all things considered, it's not that much more clay. I mean, for me, at least between like a mug and a stein, but it was like the time that it takes for me to throw the steins yeah. is longer. I do a little bit more. I do I do more elaborate trimming on the steins yeah. than I do from the mugs. So it just kind of felt like... So for the steins and then the the, the goblets, because I, I only started making goblets pretty recently, and I went from 59 to 65. Again, for the same reason that it's like the, the goblets are like... They're more complicated to make, and they yeah. do they take a lot of time to trim. Yeah. So that's kind of where I have my pricing is right now. And honestly, I feel 
I feel pretty good about where that is. Like yeah. it's not it's not as expensive as like Mike Sinelli because Mike Sinelli, whose work I kind of has always have always like kept in mind of like okay. This is what a $65 mug looks like. This is what yeah. an $85... And he's actually increased his prices. So I want to say his cups now, which used to be 65 like three years ago, I think are like 85 now. Yeah. So I kind of like looking at other artists as, as a gauge. And then the last thing I'll say before... Well, there's... Sorry. I'm just... This is just like me talking now. I'm so sorry. But I've I had like, episodes of that. Okay. Like, all right. <laughs> get your bag. Okay. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say a few more things and then, and then, and then I'm going to stop. Then you can, then I'm going to let you finish. No, go ahead. Right. <laughs> go ahead, Kanye. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> you don't okay. have to let me finish. Talk. Okay. Okay. So the other, the other thing that I really kept in my mind about, about raising the prices this last time is I thought a lot about the way that John the Potter handles his prices because he, and you know, especially after we talked to him, by the way, if you haven't listened to the episode, we interviewed John the Potter in one of our earlier episodes. So go have a look. It's a fun episode. Hi, John. Hi, John. I'm sorry. You're so busy. <laughs> I message him all the time and yeah. he doesn't have the, he has like three kids uh, and he doesn't have the time. No, he's a, he's a busy man. He's a busy man. Love me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Dante. Everybody else loves you. <laughs> so, I liked how John the Potter was pretty much... I'm just calling him John the Potter. Like, that's his full name. John. Um, I like how John... Oh, JTP. <laughs> JTP. Yep. <laughs> uh, he was basically, like, my understanding of how he raised his prices. He was like, yeah, I made work. It sold out. Next time I made work, I priced it a little higher. Yeah. Reprints, repeat. And then he eventually got to a point where it's like, okay, this seems like a good spot. Yeah. And for me, that always seemed kind of scary because I was like, what if I'm only selling out because I'm, like, not making enough stuff? Yeah. So... Yeah, so that, but I tried to, I tried to think about it from that perspective of, like, I know, I have to overcompensate for my own insecurities about price raising. So, like, another thing that I did is for my cauldron mugs, which have the little, like, finger bone shape on them, and the, <laughs> the little, and the, <laughs> and the, uh, and the dragon horn handle mugs, I increased those from, like, 55 to 75. Yeah. Because those were like, I'm like, you know what? Those really do take a lot of time. Yeah. Same thing with like the, the dragon horn or the dragon egg mugs that I make. Oh. Like I increase those a bunch because like. I get why those are expensive. Yeah, yeah. I see them and I'm like, those are. Yeah. But I still don't know if they're even worth like, I still think in terms of, because if, if I mostly base my work off of how much time it takes to make them, those dragon egg mugs could, if I just use like the same formula would be more expensive than they already are. Yeah. Which makes me think of... They'd be last, astronomical. Last, last thing I'll say. Yeah, is no, that talk, go ahead, Lindsay. <laughs> Wheel Talk has... Wheel Talk Podcast, so Ryan and Becca from Wheel Talk Podcast. Have, Hi, Ryan and Becca. Hi, Ryan and Becca. What's up? They, they have this episode where they talk about making fancier work versus more simple work. Essentially yeah. making, like, fewer, like, more fancy pieces or, like larger numbers of cheaper pieces. Yeah. And one of the things that they bring up is that, like, it's harder to sell, like, for how much time the more time-intensive pieces make. Yeah. They're harder to sell. Nobody so wants the intensive pieces. I mean, people do. It's just, it's a it's a smaller market. Yeah. So, so I, that's another reason why I increased my fancier pieces. That's why I increased them as much as I did. And I also kept in mind, as I was doing all of this, as I was terrified that no one was going to buy pieces from my Etsy update, I was like, you know what? Worst comes to worst, 
I can discount them. I can knock them down if I need to. Yeah, we're, yeah worst comes to worst, you can kind of, like, that's what I do sometimes. Yeah. I'll often make a batch of stuff, and then I'll have, like, one or two, three mm-hmm. things left in the store, and I'll just either discount them for the next store update. Yeah, there you go. Or I'll just, like, a lot of people want to hand-buy them. I don't, I, that's not the word. Hand-buy? Hand-buy them. Buy them with their hands. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you my hands, and well, you will send me, and then I will have to, anyway. I have far more followers on Instagram than I do, like, Twitter, or then I do, like, my own website. People have to go to yeah. my, but people are just on Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if I post my stuff on those two platforms, people go, oh, I didn't know you had a website. How oh, much for XYZ, XYZ, yeah. I'll mm-hmm. buy it. Some people are like, I'm in Sacramento, just drop it off, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, I have to constantly remind people that I have a website in order for them to buy stuff to me. Mm-hmm. Other than the really loyal fans. The, lo- the loyalists are like, you said it's on November, mid-November, you're going to do a store update? I'm... Looking for it. Yeah. Every day I'm looking for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. A lot of folks you do need to remind because, you know. You gotta remind Especially them. if you get new followers, it's like somebody might be coming in between the last time that you said you were going to do an update and when you had that update. Yeah. So, for those folks who join in the middle, it's like you gotta remind those. You gotta just, right. yeah, keep reminding people. But and not to mention Instagram lets you do, like, advertisements on your stories so people can go directly to your site. Yeah, if you have enough followers. If you have enough. I'm so close. Uh, I'm at, like, 9,000-something hundred and oh 10,000 followers. Oh, my God. Can you guys help me on Twitter, yeah. please? Wait, no, Instagram. Inst- no. Instagram. Instagram's fine. I want Twitter. I have, like, seven Twitter followers. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Because I promise you, as soon as I get to 10,000 followers on Instagram, I'm gonna link stuff that has nothing to do with pottery. <laughs> Anime all day. That's funny. That's funny. Anything so, else? Is there any? Uh, have you expended your? I think that's like wrong. that's most of it in terms of like for for the topic of increasing my prices. Yes. Like that's kind of my overview slash in depth overview of yeah. of like how I approached raising my my prices. I think. Well, what were the What were the questions that you? <laughs> I forgot the question. No. I knew it was going to happen. I'm well, sorry. Okay, so this is why I write things down because no, I know I'll forget because there's too the much, there's thing. not enough room in my brain. So I think I think when you increase prices, you seem to do it by like year. Yes. Or, yeah, right? Generally, generally. Gen- I usually do mine by like vibe. Mm. It's not a good way to put it. Okay, tell me. Tell me about so, this. So like when I first started going to Fanime, some of the like really long time followers might remember this. Uh, when I was a young warthog. When I, would, I was a young warthog! <laughs> There's people in their car right now. I'm sorry. Right now. <laughs> who just got triggered into a lion king. <laughs> so, like, when I first went to Fanime, I sold my stuff for like five and ten dollars. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Don't clutch your pearls right now. <gasps> like, I'm it sorry, was bad. I, I already clutched my pearls. It's, it was good. <laughs> it, but, like, it was bad. And then I got enough money to keep doing it and doing it and doing it well. So, I kept doing it, and then I got better at it, and I increased my prices. But I increased my prices after I figured out, like, I keep selling out. So people must want it. Might as well get a little bit more money for it so I can make nicer stuff. Put it back into whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I kept increasing. So now my teacups. Um, so last time I increased my prices on my teacups, they were about $23, $22, $23. Okay. And then I told people you can have two for 40 bucks. I told people. Oh, like, okay. So they're getting like a $4 discount. Pr- pretty much. Yeah. If they buy them in pairs. But yeah. most people bought them in pairs anyway because mm-hmm. drinking tea is usually like a social event. That's mm-hmm. Well, also like at that price, like that's easier to buy too. Right. You know? And that's kind of where it is right now. Right Right now so it's like in between 20 and 24-ish dollars. And that includes shipping? Yeah. Well, that includes shipping, but usually not online. So like if you're in person, that's how much my stuff sells for. Oh, okay. So online. Online it's like... 
it's got to at least be like $35. Yeah, okay. Because okay. if shipping is in between $12 and $15, I have to at least be making 20 something back on a cup. And that doesn't include the time it makes uh, the time it takes to make it mm -hmm. and the amount of materials it takes for shipping and handling. Yeah, yeah. I'm really kind of just getting 20 straight. Mm -hmm. So just keep that I mean, as someone who's wondering about prices right now, keep that in mind that even us when we're like, "Oh yeah, I can sell a cup for what 40 bucks mm -hmm. realistically like a fourth of that price is not going to us yeah. although i will say that like i think like the one of the things that i've been thinking about recently and i'm yeah. not really sure where i'm gonna fall on this yeah but i'm thinking about like when i go to conventions not really dropping the price that much i have to i can't not do that well i feel like it's important because okay at least like okay i might I might not do that. Like, if I was selling at an event here in Sacramento, like for Sac Anime or something like that, yeah, I'm. I probably, I probably would drop the price like ten, ten bucks. Like, maybe not the full. Like, okay, so if shipping is about fifteen dollars, I just take the shipping off usually. I would do. I probably would take a little less. I would probably drop it like ten bucks. However, if I'm going to San Jose and Fanime, it may not be covering yeah. shipping, but like paying for gas, paying for the hotel room. True. Like, there's a lot of other stuff. The so strippers. it's kind of like. I don't know. I don't know that I'm. I would take my full yeah. shipping cost off. That's true. If I'm selling at like an event at Fanime, that's so, a little contextual. That's a little yeah. like I had to travel to get here, and I have like one assistant, and I pay for their food and hotel as well. Yeah, like, if you do that, and I don't. Like I still don't pay for an assistant. Oh, like, I do. Oh, you ride with me, you get fat and free. <laughs> <laughs> Every person I've it. ever been with has gained weight. I'll, I'll yeah. Assistant or relationship-wise? I, I could see that. Like, no, we're, yeah. we're like, we're friends and like you bring me food every time we hang out. I've we never, just went to, to dim sum. We just went to dim I've yeah. never been with anybody my whole life where they're not like, I used to be skinny. Yeah, you did. <laughs> now you got the cushion. So, carry on. So you're saying you feel like you can't not like take yeah, the shipping off. I feel like I can't not take the shipping off. And you're right as far as the context like travel and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I can't not take the shipping off because my brain goes like, that's there's a certain point where my brain goes, that's too much. I would like my mugs max out at like $52 even on my website and that's with shipping. Mm -hmm. No matter how nice they are, 52 is like the max for me. 52 is like you saw a mug on Instagram or Twitter or my website and you were like, damn, that's nice. Mm -hmm. I want 52 is the maximum for me. Mm -hmm. And it's only because that's my brain goes, if I were a customer, I would think that's too much. My other part goes clout. Like, the amount of clout I have online is how much I can sell my stuff for. I mean, that's valid. Like, I think yeah. the... I think that, like... Like, because... Again, especially when you get into, like, the upper echelons mm. of, like, capital A art. Like, so much of what you're paying for is... Is, again, it's, like... It's... It's the expertise, but to some degree, it's also, like, the, the person, the personality. It's, yeah. like... You know, so I think there is some degree where it's like, yeah, you can pull on that clout to like increase your prices because you're you're a valuable and scarce commodity. Right, yeah, fair, yeah. But at the same time, like, I think it would be worth pushing back, not necessarily just like for YouTube, but like, I think there is often a, a that block that comes up when people are selling their work where they're like, ooh, like, that's too much. I couldn't afford that. But yeah. it's kind of like, I, and I've read this, I read this on, uh, what is it? Old Forge. Old Forge Creations has a really great, um, like, guide for how to price your work. And his is more, oh, yeah. his is more focused on, um, like, material costs, but he also has a little section in his Instagram story highlights where he shares some advice from other ceramic artists. I and love him. So, Joe, if you're too. watching this. Saying hi, Joe. Joe Thompson. 
What's good? Yeah. What's up, YouTube? But but he basically, um, he talks about how they're, like, sometimes you are not your ideal market. Yeah, like, yeah. me, like, it would be a very rare situation for me to drop 175 bucks or 195 bucks on a Dragon Age goblet. Yeah. But that market is out there, and I think that block that comes up for people is so socially conditioned that is not actually really oftentimes linked to anything concrete. The first time that I told somebody whose name I'm not going to mention because <laughs> because I don't I don't want to I don't want to You cut it out so they have no idea what we're laughing. Yeah, they didn't know. Yeah, yeah okay. I cut it out. But but the first time I told somebody who's very close to me who you know, I told him how much I sell my mugs for and he was like, "Whoa." He was like, like that's really <laughs> I'm gonna have to cut this. Stop cursing so much, Dante. Every time you do that, I've said so, a little bleep. It takes like a minute and a half to put that little bleep there. I'll say Dwayne anyway. instead. That's the old oh, okay. one. Okay, all right, that works. All right, but anyway, so he was just like, he was shocked that I, that I was selling a mug for more than thirty bucks or more than twenty bucks because he was used to, you know, like I mean, Target wear. And so, so it's like I think like yes, there is a cultural conception of, like, how much someone is going to pay for a mug. Yeah. But that also depends on who your audience is. Yeah. Like, if you're selling at a farmer's market, the likelihood of you, of most of the audience there being willing to drop 50 bucks on a mug is going to be lower, but that doesn't mean that you should not charge 50 bucks for that mug. That just means that maybe you need to go to a different market. Like, when I go to an anime convention, I sell... And you know that, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can sell that. So it's anime like, people are the best to sell to. Yeah, because they <laughs> feel you, it. They're like, "You're an artist. I'm an. I respect your art." Yeah, they're so cool. Artist Alley is great. I love Artist Alley. And you're already like, people are especially. I know as a con go as con goers yeah. ourselves, it's like we know if we're already paying to be at this event, we go to drop money. Like yeah. we just we want to. And it's like, but a farmers market, people are more likely to just they kind of want to look around. They want to be in the environment. They're like yeah, maybe there. they want to spend some money, but they're probably not about to drop fifty bucks on a mug. Yeah. But again, to beat this dead horse, I mean, that does not mean that you should not be charging 50 or more yeah. for a mug. I get your point. And, like, so this kind of goes along with something my boss told me a long time ago. I say it differently, but he says, like, look, I don't need to, I don't need to sell off good steaks <laughs> mm -hmm. cheap. I need to sell good steaks for a higher price because those five people that will buy the... I love it because you literally said this in the last episode about pricing. Did I? Yeah, you I did. Right. And I'm just yeah. like, it's happening again. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. you're right. <laughs> but I love it because it's 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 a it's a it's an interesting and good it's a good comparison. Well, anyway, like, sorry, carry on. I wouldn't pay that much for a Ferrari, but then again, I'm not the car guy. They're trying to sell it to. It's yeah. that person over there with money to burn in his pocket who thinks the color red or yellow is awesome. Like, it's not. But mm. it's not to me. That's mm. if you want to pay that much for that specific thing, that's you. Yeah. As long as you're making sure you pay for quality. But they're def they're still... So the way I price my stuff is usually by vibe. So I'm like, how much would I pay for a really nice thing if I were into it? Yeah. Right? Um, for teacups, it doesn't usually go above like 40 bucks. Especially for a pair. Mm -hmm. Like when I sell my bowls, mm -hmm. my bowls really sell for like 20-something each. About as much as my teacups. They're about mm -hmm. the same level of skill to make. Um, but at the same time... Like, nobody really buys bowls as much as they do cups in general. So I generally make more cups. Like, in my studio yeah. right now, if you look in the background, it's just, like, a hundred cups <clears throat> and, like, five sets of bowls. Yeah. It's because y'all don't buy them like that. So mm -hmm. I just don't make them like that. But, yeah. of course, the teacups and the mugs are going to be higher priced because guess who's buying them? <laughs> <laughs> you! Yep, yep. If you ever want us to make different things, start buying different things. <laughs> to be honest with you. 
Yeah. Because at that moment, you can't complain that, like, oh, you don't make different stuff. That's why I don't buy it. No, I don't make different stuff because you, there's no initiative to do it. <laughs> don't be that guy who buys a truck and the gas is so expensive. All you buy is trucks. Yeah, this is what you did. You did this to yourself. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh... Yeah, I hear, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, my, my price ranges. I I feel like I need to raise my prices, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I need to get a more established, consistent amount of things that I make that sell out mm-hmm. or, or rather are kept. Oh, yeah, you were talking yesterday about like wanting to, first of all, want to have like more consistent like inventory, like shapes and stuff, and yeah. then also trying to get a better sense of like what the material costs are. Yeah. So the material the material costs aren't that bad. Like if you were to if you were really to sit down and math it all out, what you should do is take how much time it takes you to make something, how much energy, how much clay costs. Mm. If you're doing glaze, how much that's, glaze costs, so I guess. Complicated, it's though. a lot to do. I literally haven't done it. I literally have most not of, sat most down. Most of us don't. Yeah. Because it's like I again, I explained all this in the last episode, so I'm not gonna explain it again. It's a lot. Like it's a lot. Figuring out like calculating everything, especially when you're buying raw glaze materials. Yeah. A thousand pounds of clay at a time, you know, those raw clay materials get separated into three different glazes, two of which you use yeah. more often. It's just like you can get a general sense, but it's really hard to get down to the specifics yeah. of like exactly how much does one mug cost to make. What I often do personally is that I will say, Okay, how much do I wanna pay myself? for working per hour, you know? And then I figure out how much that is. Say $20 an hour, mm-hmm. right? Then you figure out how much shipping costs to date for that one item. Let's say it's 15, because that's usually the ballpark. 15, 12, 15, usually, right? And then after that, you figure out how much you want people to pay for the item itself. Sometimes that's included in how much you make per hour. It's like a little fraction of it. Mm. But if you combined all those together and did the right division multiplication, You'd, you'd come up with like, okay, I want people to pay 55 bucks for a mug, $15 for shipping. That leaves me with $40. That means this, I get 40 bucks. I, I get 40 bucks. And it was 20 to make it. And then 20 gets paid to me. Yeah. Is what you're really looking at. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's 55 bucks altogether. And then you have to do that over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. The only thing that really changes is either the quality of your work, if people are willing to pay more for it, which most of the time... I'm going to be real with you. People just buy stuff they like. A lot of people don't care about the quality. Do you know how many things on Etsy I see that are garbage but have pictures of cats on them and so people pay like 80 bucks for it? <laughs> Think about yeah. it. And, and also like... I'm not trying to put down on you, but look. I mean, it sounds like you're kind of putting down on them. You're down. I think... No, You're no, down no. bad. I think... <laughs> you can't just put pictures of cats on things and sell it. But no, yes, no. you can because you love cats and you keep buying them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think... I think like... Oh, shoot. I was going to say something and I kind of lost my train of thought because I started thinking about cats. But, like, yeah. No, it's it's really to what market is... It's not even to what market you're selling to. It's what market is willing to pay for your asking price. And that's what mm-hmm. you're really doing. And like I was trying to say about the cat thing. Yeah. There's a group of people out there who love cat. You can just put cats on regular stuff and they will pay way more for it if sometimes not double the price just because it is a basic, you know, like Walmart-esque type square mug. With a picture of a cat on it, or a dog, or any animal, you know yeah, what I mean? and that's fine. And there's there's nothing wrong with that, except for everything. And <laughs> do you, Are you talking about if it is, like, a, ma- a mass-produced mug, or are you talking about, like, if it is a handmade mug? It's a handmade. Mug? Oh, I'm hand- assuming handmade. Hand- handmade mugs, even if it's a simple shape and it's got a cat picture of a cat on it, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. You, okay. you pay for that. Yeah. That's all you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you're good. Um, 
Yeah, but what I what I will say is I want to make a more streamlined version of my stuff mm-hmm. because my name is Earth Na- <laughs> my name is Earth Nation Ceramics, and people message me like, "How come you don't make no Avatar stuff?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I make oh, it stopped like four years ago." Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know why I stopped. It was selling so well. Yeah, yeah. I made like fandom stuff, and mm-hmm. it was cool. So I'm just gonna start doing that again. That's gonna be like a staple, and then mugs. Yeah. Like, like just really glazed up mugs will be one thing. Probably a very certain type of bowl I have to design. Mm-hmm. But do you think you'll increase the prices for for any of those, or like, like because you were saying you said just a, I don't know, several few minutes ago that you kind of feel like it might be like the vibe is such that it might be good to you feel like it might be a good time to like raise your prices. How do you how do you think about like I don't know I don't know if, if the vibe is right like once if I got to like a hundred thousand subscribers I'd be like yeah we write, everything's going up three bucks interesting okay so you kind of link it to like clout like little you were bit earlier? it's a little bit linked to clout okay it's a little bit linked to clout and it's a, like if I if my store sold out every single time I posted uh-huh. I'd be like just like John prices yeah. need to go up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I would have to divvy out okay who's buying these mugs who's buying these mugs. Who's buying these mugs? And eventually stuff would start fading out just because people aren't buying them. Mm-hmm. If I love making planters and planters aren't selling, planters are going away. Yeah. Because y'all stop making planters. <laughs> you guys <laughs> stop buying them. planters. Like, yeah. Why would I make those? And then in the future, you can't really complain. I don't make planters because, like, that's on you. I'll make them maybe specialty, but I'm going to continue to make mugs and bowls and plates and mm-hmm. teacups because those things are are being sold, just like Ryan and Beck were talking about. Yeah. It's so much harder to sell specialty stuff than it is just stuff that you guys seem to buy a lot more. Mm. Supply and demand, easy. Well, I think also, too, like, part of part of the thing that they brought up in their discussion, which, again, kind of influenced, like, influenced how I think about, like, what I want my business model to be, is that, you know, again, it's like, it is it is easier to produce, or, like, like the, the, ba- the lowest-priced, like, mug... If, you're, if it's more like a production style, like simple design, but like faster production. Yeah. Like it is you, if you could make, you know, like if you could make like 10 in an hour or something like that, hypothetically, versus one mug that takes that full hour to make, mm-hmm. you know, like there's, like I say in the previous episode about pricing that there's, and kind of like with the steak thing, that it's like you, it's like chasing elephants versus pigs. Yeah. But both are valid business models, but if you're doing more of like the lower price production work it you know you're maybe going to be more likely to you know do more like wholesale work or like sell more of your work at other businesses that can reach out to a broader audience whereas if you're making like a smaller number of higher priced items your business model might be like you know less less selling wholesale because they take a cut of of every sale right you so know, you know what I want to do is I want to start an Etsy and I just want to put fancy stuff up there and see <gasps> if people will buy it. Just yeah. to, like I want to make like a two foot tall vase and just put it out there, not tell many people, just to see if it'll se- like I don't want to say capital A art, but things that are more craft intensive. Like you were saying, pigs versus mm, elephants. Mm-hmm. I want to put a couple elephants out there just to see yeah. if people are like, yeah, because guaranteed there's a market for elephants. But also, pigs are much easier to catch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like yeah, I can kill probably. a pig pretty easy. <laughs> That elephant's gonna take a team. <laughs> yeah. And you guys seem to buy a lot of pigs. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yep. But there has to be a market for elephants out there where there has to be a there has to be like if I put this elephant on I'm gonna call them elephants now. Yeah. On, you know, Instagram or my website or something, somebody has to buy it. It's a little more difficult to ship. But yeah. 
you know, we've got our small stuff shipping down. Yeah. You know, but like, if I was shipping something that was half your size, I'd be like, yo. Ooh, that's a whole, that whole pricing is a whole other thing. Because then the price is going to look dummy high. Like, if I'm asking 250 bucks for this vase, $100 of that is probably going to the shipping just because Mm -hmm. of the size of the box. Yeah. I'm probably putting a box in a box inside of packaging in a box just to make sure it survives. (laughs) Yeah. To be real with you. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Speaking of shipping, one of the things that I know between the last episode that we did on pricing and this episode is that you used to not include the price of shipping in your piece, and now you do. So I was curious, like, what was your thought process behind changing that? How how rude am I going to get with this? Just limited cursing, so I have, limited less, cursing? So I have less editing to do. I don't really know how, how intense I'm going to get with this. How, like, how realistic am I going to get with this? I mean, I want your honest answer. Y'all are dumb. You, you're dumb. You guys see a price and then you see shipping and you assume that you're paying double the amount of money or you assume you're paying more. But when I put that same amount of shipping on the regular price and up the price of the original item because it includes shipping, Uh your brain goes, okay, that's one price. I'll pay that now. That sounds good. But there's something in your brain that goes, oh, those are two numbers. Not like that. That seems like more money. So now that I've just put, I just started to put my shipping in with the item, and now you guys sell my store out. Now you guys are like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm not paying more now. Oh my god, I'm glad I asked for your honest answer. But also, I did it because y'all are it dumb. It doesn't mean they're dumb. It doesn't, there's legit a psychological reason for that. It doesn't mean we're dumb. And I'm gonna say we because I totally do that same thing when I, I see shipping on top of stuff. I look at commercials who are trying to sell me a product and I look at their kids running around in clean clothes and they're happy and they're healthy and she's like, huh, I love my kids. That's why I buy Dawn. And I go, you're trying to correlate the fact that happy families buy Dawn. That's I know what you're doing. That's literally what marketing is. I'm not dumb. Yeah. I hate that. You're trying to slowly brainwash me. So it feels Just but- tell me how the product works and be out of my face. It's funny because in the episode, the previous episode we did about pricing, you said that it felt gimmicky to include the price in it, the shipping. It is, but I have to do it. Oh, okay. I have to, because that's the only way you guys buy stuff. <laughs> you guys only buy stuff that way. Do, so you really notice like a difference between like how, how quickly things sold out when Immedi- you integrated? That's fascinating. Immediately. So like having like the- I've thought about s- this for so long. Did you say like free shipping like in the thing or was it just like- It's shipping, incl- it says free shipping. And then in parentheses it says shipping included. I even make a little joke on my website of like free shipping, but I put quotations around it because it's not free. You're still paying for it. I find that's fascinating that there was that much of a difference between. No, it's it's not fascinating. It is fascinating. They're just dumb. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God. It hurts. It hurts so much. (laughs) Don't insult our listeners. Sorry. (laughs) I bet the real ones are listening right now. They're like, yeah, I do that. No, I mean, like, but that's, uh, but that, the, the thing is, it doesn't, it doesn't mean they're dumb. It doesn't mean we're dumb. Anyway, uh, but I get, I get what dumb you're Dumb might not be the word, but like. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that is. You're easily, tri- you're easily tricked into thinking things are cheaper than they really are, even though they're the same exact price. <laughs> I bet I could increase the price of my stuff and just like mm-hmm. take the shipping off. Add it to the price. I could probably increase the price of the shipping and you wouldn't know because then I don't have to put the price of the shipping next to the price of the item. Yeah. Which means instead of you knowing, I'm giving you more information for what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. But now, 
with including the shipping, I'm taking that away. So I can make this number anything I want. <laughs> this could be $20 shipping. It could be 15 I could be paying $10 for shipping. Yeah. You're paying it because you have no idea now. It yeah. literally does not benefit you to, to have shipping included. But you love it that way. And you buy it that way. Yeah. So kinda... guess what I did? <laughs> yeah, we are kind of so used to frustrated. <laughs> so frustrated. <laughs> I can see that. I'm so You're angry. just like flushed right now. Oh my god. You guys choose this. <laughs> you choose this life. I actually, I will say, I still kind of like, like, like I, I hear what you're saying in terms of like, it, there is that kind of that blind spot when you don't know how much the shipping yeah, is. They prefer but, that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. But I mean, it's kind of, I don't know if that's, I don't know. I don't know how I feel please, about that. Please, please, you are the, my favorite person to convince me otherwise. <laughs> you can convince me otherwise on so many things. <laughs> and I hope to whatever God is out there. That they're like, yeah, I got it. Let's get him. Because I've thought this over so many times in my head and been like, they just like seeing a singular number over yeah. two numbers. I mean, I it think makes them feel better. I think that's. I mean, I think that's true. I don't know what the psychological reason is behind that, and I'm sure that like the fact that we all get used to Amazon doing the whole free shipping thing maybe has a role in that. I don't know. Maybe yeah. But I do like. I think. <laughs> Part of me, I don't know. Like, okay, so I'm just kind of spitballing here. Jeffrey of... Bezos! <laughs> <laughs> this is a little bit of a hot take, but like, part of me... And this might be totally self-serving, yeah. but part of me kind of likes the idea that there is that blind spot because I think to some degree there's this I there for some people I think most I think most folks who buy handmade work have that innate respect of like yeah, yeah. this is handmade yeah. this is like I'm not buying something mass produced there's like this understanding that it's like you're dealing with an individual person not like a mass producing corporation right and you're I buying think, heart more than you're buying the machine yeah I guess. Yeah. yeah so I think. Part of me kind of likes that there. it's not on me as the artist to detail for every customer, like, how much I charge for all of my stuff. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm, part of me is kind of like, yeah, like, I'm the business owner. Like, I get to decide how much I'm paying myself. Yeah. I get to decide, like, whether I charge more at this event versus this event. It's kind of like, like... If ultimately the customer, like I'm not obviously like, and as a business owner, like I yeah. consider myself a ethical person, so I'm not right. going to try and like hoodwink people. Right. But it's also kind of like, I don't want to have to always explain like, oh yeah, like free shipping, you know, here online, but also it's going to be like less at the convention. And then it's like, and I think also to some degree people kind of just don't care. Because frankly, for the, yeah. for the artists that I follow, I don't really care. I just want to buy their work and support what they're doing. Like, and I mean, I, and most then people pay like, for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think, like, that kind of ties into part of the reason why I didn't, like, I didn't announce this time when I raised my prices. Every other time when I've announced, or every other time when I've raised my prices, I've, like, announced it and I've let people know. But part of me this time was like, do I need to do that? No. Because I've, yeah, exactly. You don't have to announce why you raised your prices. Most people are very understanding about it. Yeah. And I was kind of curious, like, if anybody would even notice. And I didn't hear anything from anybody about, yeah. like, even from people who have been buying from me for the last few years and have continued to buy from me, yeah. even as I've raised my prices. And I'm like, okay, like, and it was kind of, it was kind of nice, like, not to have to explain it because it was like, like, I feel like I have more confidence now in my prices in general because I'm like, yeah, I've been doing this for a little while. Like, I, I'm yeah. beginning to feel stronger in my decisions as a business owner. So it was kind of nice to not have to feel like I had to make an excuse for yeah. why I was raising my prices. Your fans, your fans will usually, 
The very little people will complain about that. Your fans who follow you for a long time, like mm -hmm. you said, your repeat buyers, usually goes, she deserves that. Good job. Like, I've been waiting for her to raise her prices. I'll pay <laughs> I, I would have been yeah. paying that for sure. Yeah. But the people who, the other people are usually, they don't notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So They're not like, oh, we're not 50 cents. Yeah. So? Yeah. Like, well, 50 cents, a couple bucks here and there, but like, when I raise my prices, it's by like five bucks or more. Mine's like, the, the like goblets, three. you know, are raised by... What like fifty nine? Yeah, so I, it's like it's it's a it's a you know decent chunk you know right. but it's still under ten dollars for the most part except for the uh, well the yeah because you know the, the teacups. Anyway, long story short, yes, like right. I think I think what you're saying is like yeah most most people don't really notice and I noticed for myself as well like the only time when I'm paying attention is like when I looked up Mike Sinelli and I was like how much are his mugs going for these days? They're so baller though. They are. They're amazing. Yeah. But I was curious, but his his has gone up by like twenty dollars in the last two three years. Mm, yeah, that's nice. Mm hmm. Mm. But I mean, it makes sense. Like he's. I'm over here like, but I feel bad. You feel bad. I feel bad that I raised my prices a little bit. I know. I know. It's like it's there's a there's so much that goes into like that. Lindsay's block. been trying to if my prices rise. I am working on it, Blame guys. her. I am trying Blame to get her. this man, I'm trying to get this person to get it in, and, and again, like, I know, I know there are boundaries. I'm Blame, not, I'm not gonna, <laughs> if, you should be thanking me. If my me. mugs are like 60 bucks, don't at me. <laughs> at Lindsay. I mean, again, you're, you're gonna find the price that works well for your pieces, but I, I still kind of think, like, how do I say? Like, I think there's still a lot more room for you to raise your prices, because yeah. personally, as an outsider looking in... You know, like, I still kind of think you're undervaluing your work. I need that, too, because half the time I'm just like, I just want to work and eat food. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I was told to diversify my income, and mm -hmm. now I, I have multiple streams, which is good. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm still doing, like, the same stuff I've been doing. I've been, like, at home working, watching anime, and then eating boba. Yeah. And so, like, I'm just kind of like, cool. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's no grand scheme I'm working towards. I mean, I don't think there has to be necessarily, but I think it like I think it makes sense that you know, for you to continue to be able to do what you're doing and like yeah, be well when be well compensated for. Yeah, it takes it takes money and it takes time and it takes your expertise and it's like I think people want you to be able to keep doing what you're doing and if you're undervaluing undervaluing your work like yeah, maybe you can still get along, but you're not going to be able to, like, thrive and flourish as much as you would if you were charging more for your pieces. I would love to have enough Patreon supporters one day to, like, buy a house studio. You know what I mean? Yeah, ex to exactly. To have a studio that's just, like, a straight... Like, just, yeah. like J JTP. Like, he just has enough land to be like, I'm just going to build a studio. Yeah. I would love to do that. I can't. I'm in Sacramento. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. To buy a little plot of land and just, like, all right, this is my homestead. Put a bed in the back. Call it a day. Yeah. Make a little zombie fort. <laughs> Start collecting lots of guns. Oh God! Well, I mean, sorry, I'm going. You're, you're preparing, <laughs> preparing for the end. Samurai swords in the back. Oh well, just God. just real quick before before we go, I wanted yeah, to yeah, yeah, because we've been talking for we've like, been talking for. This is, it's an intense topic, it's guys. Intense topic. I hope y'all like this longer episode because I'm not editing this down as much as I might normally have. <laughs> I'm sorry. So going back with the shipping versus like included shipping thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm just. We've been talking a lot about fandom versus. Versus canon. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of groups in, um, oh. at least where we are, I guess, like, I don't want to say America, I'm sure it's in other places, seem to have this thing where, like, they'll have a set rule, of a book of rules, right? And the fandom will often not follow the canon. Like, I think I have a large issue with the fandom versus the canon because the fandom tells me that they want transparency from companies. 
That they want transparency oh. from business owners. That they want to know the nitty gritty. They want the blogs. They want to know. But realistically, when I put the veil over your eyes, you guys are like, okay, uh. I pay for that. You don't want that. You, like, your canon doesn't, doesn't follow your mm. fandom. And I, that, I think that's what I'm irritated at, is that, like, people are like, yeah, we want more information. We want to know what you're doing. We want transparency. We want this. We want that. And then it's kind of like when people are like, oh, you know what you should make? And you make it, and then they don't buy it. Mm. It's just like that. What you want is not what you want. You just like saying stuff. You don't really want that. So me, as a business owner, goes, I know what you want here. And you go, oh, thanks. And then I go, that's not, you didn't ask for that. I just... Frustration. I can see it. I'm so frustrated. I can see it. <laughs> I like the color blue. Here's something in blue. Oh, I'm purple. Weren't you the same dude last week that said you wanted something in blue? Out my face. <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> Mufasa, you just lying. Oh my god. Lying on me. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god. I feel like I need to like end this on a positive note because you've been yelling at people. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I have been no. nice for a hundred podcasts. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I, I definitely think there's room for that because, yeah, it is, there's... There is a lot of frustration, and I think it's just my, like, be nice, be nice, be nice yeah, side that's coming out. I'm like, guys, we love you. All of our listeners, that's, we love you. He's not yelling at you. Like, <laughs> that's why I had to stop and go, like, how real am I going to be this part? How how, mm -hmm. how real? Well, and I think... I think Lindsay was like, give it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, shit, what did I... I mean, oh, I have very specific pet peeves, and that's, like, one, one of them is, like, people saying... People being indecisive or the other way around. People say what they want and you give it to them and they're like, I don't want this. And mm. you're like, that's what, that's literally what you said you wanted. Yeah, that's and so... And I gave it to you and you didn't... Ugh. That's so much of human nature though. It's very irritating. Yeah. This is why market research is helpful. So that we know that, you know, if you price stuff that ends in an odd number, people are more likely to buy it. Even if it's yeah. higher than a stuff lower like number. Yeah. Then I'll... they get mad. They're like, not me. The market research is wrong. I'm the exception to... No, you're not! <laughs> I feel like I need to like make you a pie or something. It's like people will get married and they're like, oh, go to Hawaii and we'll get a dog first. Oh, your life has been lived a thousand times. Let's get married to somewhere over the rainbow. Be different! <laughs> For once! <laughs> okay, Dante. Ah! That's it for today. Thank you for listening to The Mud Peddlers with Lindsay M. Dillon and Dante of Earth Nation. Want to say hi and see what Dante and I are working on in our studios? Check out the show notes for links to our websites and social media below. You can find me at lindsaymdillon.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y-M as in monster, D-I-L-L-O-N.com. And on Etsy, Instagram, and Facebook at Lindsay M. Dillon. And you can find me at Earth Nation Ceramics. It's spelled exactly how you think it's spelled, but you can also find me on my Facebook fan page and Instagram at the same name at Earth Nation Ceramics. If you enjoyed hanging out with us today, or you have a question or topic you'd like us to discuss, take a second to rate and review the Mud Peddlers in Apple Podcasts. It helps our podcast reach new listeners, and we really appreciate the feedback. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time.